Well, hello, my dear friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you today. You know, my best quiet talk ideas come to me when I'm talking to my wife. I'm blessed to have a mate who is deeply committed to Christ and spends time daily in the Word of God. The other morning, we were talking about a change her family went through years ago that was very painful for them. They were contemplating moving to a different church. Debbie said she remembers seeing her mom sitting on the porch sobbing as she thought about leaving the group of friends she had known for so long. Anyone who lightly makes a decision like this has obviously never gone to the trouble of building long-term relationships in a local church congregation. But they did make the switch because God was leading them and they wanted his best, even if it was painful for a time. This talk is about a word that perhaps is not part of most people's everyday conversation, but is an important subject in the Bible. Every devoted Christian should think about this idea. The word I'm referring to is apostasy. The church Debbie's family left so long ago is now totally and utterly apostate. In 1 Timothy 4, Paul writes, Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences consciences are seared. While the Greek word for apostasy is not used in this context, the idea is there. Here Paul used the word depart, to depart from the true faith of Christ. The word apostasy, which is used in 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 3, literally means falling away. Some translations use the word rebellion there. Paul's language in 1 Timothy might appear to be extreme to some, devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. But keep in mind that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. According to 2 Corinthians 11, let's read that context. The apostle writes, And what I am doing, I will continue to do in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission, they work on the same terms as we do. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. Did you catch that? Satan's servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. I know it may not be a pleasant thing to think about, But one can stand in the pulpit of the church and claim to be a servant of the Lord and in reality be a servant of the devil. These individuals usually don't realize 
that's what they are. But a discerning, spirit-filled Christian should be able to recognize this. As Paul said in Timothy, these devote themselves to deceitful spirits. I like the word used in the King James Version, seducing spirits. How appropriate that rendering is. These spirits of error are alluring. They sound so reasonable, so good and caring, but they are introducing the teachings of demons. I remind you at this point that I'm not on a personal rant. I'm telling you what God's Word says. It doesn't matter who likes it. It's a sad fact that institutions over time tend to forget what their original mission was, why they were started in the first place, and begin to seek only the survival of the organization. Christian denominations are no different. Many begin in the fires of true revival, but over time, as they become more organized, as they add more bureaucracy, they forget why they started in the first place. And that is when apostasy begins. Leaders are not committed anymore to the pure message of repentance and faith in Christ, but they give in to carnal ambition, and they begin to tailor their message to please people instead of God. We can't say anything that would cause people to leave our church. So we soft-pedal the hard things. Ministers bend to the winds of culture instead of standing firm with the unchanging, inspired word of holy God. And finally, they completely fall away and forsake the message of Christ that he came into the world to save lost sinners. Of course, all of this happens gradually. In these churches, there remain people who still believe the gospel, and while they may be concerned at what they see happening around them, they are reluctant to leave because, like my wife's mother, they have friends whom they have attended church with for years. They have eaten dozens of potluck dinners with them. They have worked on projects with them. The morning Debbie and I were talking about these things, we happened to be in Luke chapter 5 in our Bible reading. Listen to these words from Jesus. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will be burst or will burst the skins and it will be spilled and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. In Jesus' day, they didn't put wine in glass bottles, but in animal skins. Fresh skins were more elastic, and as the wine aged, the skins could stretch and not break. But old wine skins were too stiff and brittle to adapt. They would break, and the wine would be lost. Here's something about that I never considered before. Not only Do the old wine skins break, but the wine itself is wasted as well? Clearly, the new wine is a picture of the work of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom Jesus was inaugurating was new wine. 
Those people I mentioned who remain in apostate churches who still believe in Christ are like that new wine. When they stay in the old wineskin of an apostate church, not only is the wineskin lost, but the new wine is lost as well. I'm not implying that these people are themselves eternally lost, but I do believe that the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives is quenched when they stay under a system that has abandoned the pure gospel of Jesus Christ. All Christians need to hear the unadulterated word of God every week. They need leadership who are committed to the truth, whatever the cost. When they aren't fed on the word, they wither spiritually. This is why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6, 17 and 18, Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. It's not easy to remain true to Christ, especially in times of apostasy, times such as we are living through at this moment. But our Savior did not shrink from the difficult choices. When the weight of his sacrifice pressed down upon him unbearably, he said to his Father, who had sent him on this mission, Not my will, but thine be done. We have a hope of heaven because Jesus was faithful. He is calling us to be faithful as well, faithful to the truth, faithful to the precious gospel he proclaimed. I close with this solemn charge from the great apostle. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Heavenly Father, Jesus commanded us to walk in the truth. Sometimes there's a price to pay for walking in the truth. So Lord, I pray with all my heart that those listening to these words will be faithful to the one who bore their sins at Calvary. In Christ's name I pray, amen. My dear friend, please pray for us as we are trying to remain faithful to the gospel of Jesus Christ at our fledgling work in Schenectady, the Bread of Life Anglican Church. We meet Sundays at 10 o'clock at the American Legion Hall, which is located at 1809 Union Street. If you're in that area, if you don't have a church home, we would love to meet you and to share Jesus and his love with you. As always, you may reach me by email at father.danjones@outlook. Dot com. May God bless you richly.